Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I have Courtney Thomas on with us, and I'm really excited to chat with Courtney. This is her first line in her bio that she sent. Courtney Thomas is on a mission to help women find their own inner Dolly Parton. So of course, I love that. I love Dolly. So welcome to the show, Courtney. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I would love to know, um, you know, a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the wellness industry and kind of how you evolved in the wellness industry. Oh my goodness. Well, I will, I will try to keep that <laughs> not the entire episode because there has been a lot of evolution. Um, so probably what's funny about my entry and kind of evolution in the wellness industry is that, um, it, it started with fitness specifically and, uh, with personal training. Uh, but I was not at all an active person, kid, teenager, any of that stuff. Um, wasn't into sports. I basically was the complete opposite <laughs> of all of that. So, um, really I, I got into this about, um, 10, 11 years ago. And, um, really that was when I kind of found fitness myself in my mid to late twenties. Uh, so, it's, it's always kind of a funny thing because I'm, you know, I, I work out a lot and I'm fairly mm, conventionally fit. If you will, and people are always like, what, you didn't play sports or anything. And I was like, no, I literally hated it. So, um, found fitness through, I don't know if anybody out there listening to your podcast remembers the original P 90 X, uh, on like sets of 12 DVDs. <laughs> That's how I got started on my own journey. And then also kind of found my way to endurance running. So, um, after I completed P90X, I was like, Oh, okay. Like I get it. I get why people do this thing called exercise and, um, did a couch to 5k with my husband. And kind of, it's one of those things where it's like, as they say, the rest is history. Cause then it was like 5k, 10k, a couple of half marathons, four marathons later. Um, and you know, that was, <laughs> That was a whole thing. Um, but kind of in the middle of that path, I, uh, really, really started to enjoy it, you know, finding these different ways of feeling strong and, um, you know, doing different things for myself and my body and, you know, feeling really empowered in a lot of different ways. And at the same time, concurrently, I was in a job that I like really, really hated. It was, um, you know, a corporate thing and just not a match for me. And my husband actually was the one who kind of was like, you know, people do this for a living. Like you love going to that gym and your spinning classes and whatever, like people do that. And because again, my background was so not in any of that, I, I hadn't thought of it at all. <laughs> so that really was my entry point. I started getting my certifications, um, ended up working at a facility for a couple of years. And then, um, about eight years ago now I started my own business and that too started off as, um, personal training. And I did in-home personal training where I went into, uh, women's homes and also started online training basically before online training was a thing, uh, when it was kind of still in beta and there were no Instagram trainers or <laughs> any of that stuff. Um, so I kind of split my time between those things and that's really where the evolution started to happen. Um, you know, I was going into women's homes and not only working out with them, but really like getting to know them on a very, very personal level and not just, you know, their movement and their health, but like their their lives, their families, their babies, their partners, their work, just everything. So, um, 
I really started to have a lot of, you know, deeper conversations with my clients on the regular. And that's what I started to get feedback that was really, really, um, helping them. So, um, that kind of started my path then more into coaching. I started to understand that was what I was doing. And also that was how I was helping people. So, um, I started to, you know, lean a little bit heavier into overall kind of you know, mindset coaching, confidence coaching, sometimes it's on the career side of things. Um, sometimes it's more specifically on the body image side of things. Um, but that's been kind of about where I've been, um, shifting focus in the last mm, five years or so. So, wow. Oh, I love that. And I can, I can relate to a lot of your story with the, you know, starting with the in-home clients and going deeper with people and that evolution as a coach. So I would love to know a little bit more about, you know, kind of what you do. So if people are Mm -hmm. listening and they're like, okay, so like, you know, is she, does she still train people or are you just coaching, coaching, you know, what can you describe to people what that might look like? Yeah, absolutely. So I am not doing, um, any like fitness specific personal training anymore. Um, I, you know, it's weird that I've actually gone back and forth with, you know, like, do I want to do this? Do I still want training clients? I've kind of played with it and, um, you know, it it just, it's kind of, um, come to the place where it's all together, but that specific channel of, you know, writing those workouts and that kind of a thing, like just isn't so much, um, you know, the heart of what, like how I can help people anymore. So I'm not doing training anymore. And especially like, you know, with COVID, like it, it kind of worked itself out that, uh, you know, I wasn't going into people's homes anymore. Uh, that didn't make a whole lot of sense for me, for me. Um, so my coaching kind of falls into two buckets. One, I tend to refer to as like, choose your own adventure coaching. So I work with people on a three month basis, which a lot of times they, you know, they then do that for multiple sets of three months, you know, they might do six months or a year or whatever, but we start with three months and, um, like I kind of touched on this, you know, sometimes it's women who are going through kind of like a place in their career where they're like, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what I want to be doing. Um, because I have a very background, uh, with, you know, different corporate careers and, um, just, I went to business school and I've owned a business for 10 years, you know, whatever it is. Um, so a lot of times people kind of see that and they're like, I feel like you could be a good guide with this. So a lot of times that's, um, part of what I do on that kind of choose your own adventure coaching. Sometimes it's more broad, like life, you know, I mean, broadly, you could potentially call it life coaching. Um, I like to call it self-discovery facilitation. Actually. Uh, I'm really good at like asking a lot of questions where uh, my clients can discover for themselves kind of what's going on. Um, so it might just be kind of broader life stuff, confidence stuff, just mindset and like feeling, feeling better, feeling more like themselves. Um, which kind of touches on that piece of like, I help women find their own inner Dolly Parton, which really just means like, understanding more about yourself and your identity, who you are, who you want to be, and like how to do that, how to make that happen in the world. So my process with that is called uncover, unlearn, and unleash. I'm really, really passionate about helping women to um, kind of uncover all of the like shoulds of their lives, you know, whether that has to do with body or career or, you know, family or relationships or whatever, and kind of unlearn the pieces that don't make sense for them anymore. And then really, again, unleash the um, ways of being for them that are more aligned with who they are. Mm. And then kind of on the other side of things of really a big part of the heart of what I do is um, my program called Fitness Unraveled, which is 
really more focused again. And this is kind of like the product of my evolution in the work that I've done. Um, it's very much, um, focused on kind of cultivating body confidence and, um, really understanding where our body image is at, um, and, you know, trying to get into the, a place where it's leaning more toward the positive, um, and really kind of finding the ways to, uh, stop beating ourselves up all the time, figure out to hand in hand with like what feels good in our bodies, what we actually enjoy, what we want to do. Um, and again, like taking that, the shoulds out of the picture and, you know, kind of dissecting, you know, all the things that, the diet industry tells us we need to do and getting a handle on what, um, what's really meaningful, what matters to us. So that's a four month program, which is like my favorite thing in the world. It's a small group. I take like six to eight women in that. And, uh, we take four months and walk through a pretty like deep and thoughtful, uh, curriculum. And it's pretty life-changing according to all of those amazing clients. Hmm. I love that. I love that. So, I kind of have like two threads almost that, you know, are kind of coming to me. Um, the first one is, you know, you touched a little bit about this. Cause I think this is something that I am passionate about as well as, you know, helping people find, you know, answers for themselves and trusting themselves. Yes. So I would love to hear a little bit more about, you know, what does your process look like or how do you get people, you know, if someone's listening, they're like, ah, I just, I haven't felt like that. You know, people talk about trusting your intuition and gut feelings. If people are so far removed from that, is there any like here's a great place to start. Oh my goodness. Um, well, definitely that is, um, that is a huge part of at least like the initial process with every client that I work with, whether it's in the, you know, the fitness unraveled side of things or, um, one-on-one coaching, pretty much every client is going to go through the same like five worksheets. And really what that's focused on is the process of like, literally walking through that step-by-step, you know, it's like, who are you? Who do you want to be like broader? Like, why are you here? And I usually leave that open. (laughs) Like, why are you here in this container? Why are you here with me? Why are you here today? Why are you here in this life? Like, so even just like putting pen to paper on stuff like that is a really, really good place to start. But like identity work is huge. Values work is huge. That's something that, um, is usually like the turning point, for many people that I work with is walking through that, not guessing at your values. If I had to say like one thing, um, you know, even if you're not ready to like dive into something, you know, more committed, like a coaching program or whatever, Google an exercise that's like determining your personal values, print it off and walk through it. Like, don't guess you can use a list, whatever. Like I, I do include like, you know, a list of 200 values to jog your brain or whatever, but, um, don't guess at it because like, I can't tell you how many times like people are like, well, but I value honesty and family and hard work. And I'm like, okay, like, do you really personally? And then they like walk through a worksheet and they're like, that's not, that's not, those didn't even come up on my list. And I was like, yeah, I know. So, (laughs) um, I would say like actually explicitly finding exercises or, you know, maybe it's a guided journal or, you know, something like that is really huge because, there's a big difference between like, you know, kind of having like monkey mind, you know what I mean? Like all this stuff bouncing around inside of your head and getting that actually out. And I mean, the reason why I find that my clients have so much success is because they're doing that on their own 
and also like I'm seeing it on the back end. That's kind of, that's kind of my process is like these different worksheets and stuff, they journal, but I get to review it and kind of add like extra prompts and questions and feedback and stuff like that. And they, they have a lot of like, you know, just insights and revelations through that process to where they're like, you know, I've been thinking about this for a really long time, but writing this out and getting your feedback is like taking it totally to the next level. So that like specific thing is a total game changer. I love that. And I love the values exercise because I think all of us have had to do that before where we're like, yeah, these are, these are it. Right. And then if you're like, well, no, like really, is it? No. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too. I've been um, to some different like uh, workshops and, and stuff like this to where people also sometimes recommend a method that's like, think of a person that you admire and what qualities do they have that you value? And I think that's like a crappy way to do it too. Like yeah. the point is not that you be like anybody else. Yeah. The point is that you understand yourself. And once you can kind of reveal that, I always say values are like your compass, right? And if you're guessing at that, or if you're like pretending that it's like values that you want to have or whatever, like no wonder you can't trust yourself because it's not like it, it, it's not you, it's not you, it's something outside yourself. So like, you have to start with that stuff. Like again, with, with your identity, with what truly matters to you, not with what other people are telling you that needs to matter to you or whatever. And that's like, that's the path to trusting yourself. Hmm. I love that. So kind of the other, the other thread that kind of came through when you were talking about the body image and body confidence. So mm-hmm. I've had a few conversations lately with clients, um, about this of, okay. Um, and I think a lot of us, you know, especially with 2020 being the year that it was, you know, people, their weight might've fluctuated. So I have some people who are like, okay, usually this is not their goal, but they want to lose weight. So, cause they don't feel like themselves and their genes don't fit the way they used to and whatnot. I would love to hear kind of a take on how can you approach this? Um, like, you know, so maybe there is legit, like, I actually just don't feel great about myself. How does that fit in with like body image, body confidence, um, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of in that coaching world? Yeah, I think, I mean, and this might sound cliche or, you know, I mean, I, I am going to assume almost everybody listening to this has heard this before, but like, you really have to understand what's behind that. What's like, really why, you know, and this is something too, I'm famous for with my clients is like, I call it the five-year-old game. You know how, like when you have a small child and they're like, well, why is this this way? And you're like, well, because, and they're like, well, why? And they're like, well, because, and they're like, why? And so anyway, I, I play the why game with my clients because a lot of times we we are able to come up with surface answers or we get to a point of, I don't know. Um, but many times we have to go a little bit deeper than that. So like, um, it all comes together with those questions of like, okay, I put on a little bit of weight. I understand that, you know, it's been a year, so that's fine, but I want to make a change. Okay. Why I'm uncomfortable in my clothes. Okay. Why? Um, what are the other options? You know, why do I feel like it's unacceptable to buy new clothes in this size? Why is it unacceptable to be this size? Like, and then again, like dig deeper into that. Oh, I don't feel like myself. Why? What are the reasons behind that? Um, what kind of like, what's all at play here? And a lot of those conversations are what I end up, you know, kind of working with clients in. And you gotta like, gotta really like get down into that because, it's such a default thing for our culture to 
just really focus on weight loss period or being a certain size period with no other options with body acceptance, not being an option with body neutrality, not being an option. And certainly with body positivity, not being an option, you know, like probably for you and me, that is, you know, very much a a big part of our world, but for a lot of people, it's still like really not even on their radar. Um, because we just get fed a lot of messaging about like, you know, it, it's bad and you are bad. Um, if you don't, you know, stay the same size or that kind of a thing. So like, there's a lot of why behind it, I think is, is a huge part of it. And, um, you know, what I try to recommend and kind of talk through and work with people on, on their personal journeys is like at least getting to a place of awareness and then, the ability to like be really discerning about again, what it is that you want that really aligns with what matters to you in your world. You know, like I also often ask people, okay, like you want to lose a little bit of weight, like, Oh, but I just need to lose this last 10 pounds or whatever. I'm sure you've (laughs) heard plenty of that, you know, or like, Oh, but my belly, like my belly is just kind of fat. And I'm like, okay, fine. But tell me exactly how this will affect your life in a meaningful way. If you do that. And usually I get total crickets. So like that too is a good place to start. Exactly how will this affect your life in a meaningful way? If you fill in the blank, right? Like lose five, 10, get back into that, you know, pant size, whatever it is. And uh, if you can't answer that, then like there might be more to explore. Yes. I mean, that's exactly what I did uh, with a few of my clients is I'm like, go seven layers deep, like yes. going, keep going until we get Love to it. see like, here's, here's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to reflect on that and, mm-hmm. you know, journal and just like really sit with some of those answers. Um, yeah. and I think, I mean, as we're recording this, it's right after the start of the new year. And, um, I know for yourself and myself right now, like neither one of us are on social media, but I know yeah. a lot of, I'm sure a lot of what's you know going on is, you know, just here's the new programs. Here's like the new, you know, way to, you know, lose the COVID-15, you know, all of that stuff. You know, is there any tips for people to kind of, because I think what happens is we just see it so much that we just, we've normalized it and you might be like, okay, yeah. Okay. I should be doing something about that because everyone else seems to be wanting to do something about it. How do you get past that? Oh my gosh. Um, again, definitely like recognize it for what it is, right? Like, yeah, we might see it everywhere, but like become aware of what you're seeing. You know what I mean? Like, like see what you're seeing and, um, take that in, you know, we, um, you know, we like, we don't have to buy into that stuff. So, you know, again, it goes back to kind of those questions of like, but do you really want to go on a diet? do you really want to do a detox? Like, do you really want to, or like, is that, you know, some email that you got, or like you said, something that somebody shared on social media. Um, you know, I just think again, like reflecting it back into yourself, like, is this something that you really want to do? Or is it something that like our society and culture has told us that like we should be doing anytime that word should comes into your sentence or your thought process or whatever, like that's a time to put the brakes on and stop and reflect or journal for five minutes or whatever. Just ask yourself, like, if this is really, you know, the only way I think that's really, really big. And I mean, you know, from a practical standpoint to you, I think that especially this time of year, like if you're seeing a lot of that stuff and it doesn't, you know, it just feels like something that you dread, you know, like, Oh, I know I'm supposed to be healthier or whatever. Like if that's like where you're thinking about it and whatever sources you're getting that from, like, 
man, mute them, like unfollow or mute or, you know, politely tell people, Hey, can we not talk about this? Change the subject, you know, whatever, like you don't have to buy, like, um, buy into isn't the right word, but like you, you can, you can curate your own influences, you know? Yeah. And I mean, what came to mind was like, you know, participate. And I, in college, I just remember having, you know, there's always a few of, you know, your girlfriends who would just bash themselves or like, Oh, I got to lose, you know, my, my thighs are too big and Oh, I've lost my six pack, you know? And then all of a sudden it turns into this bashing of your own body. And I never participated like ever. I don't know. I don't know why. (laughs) Like, I feel like it, it just, it was a conversation. I just, am like, this is, we are, we have so much more depth to us than yeah. this, you know, and this is what we're, we're talking about. And, you know, I usually would leave a room and be like, I just, I, why, yeah. why are we having these conversations? And I think, um, you know, that's probably the same thing as social media is just like, okay, I don't need to participate with this. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. as you were talking about curating it or, you know, leaving whatever you have to do to just say, I'm not putting up with this. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that can be a slow turn too of like, how can we do this? And I think the more fitness professionals, that are aware of that and even using it in their own marketing, mm-hmm. um, you know, can help just saying, you know, we don't need to, to do that. That doesn't have to be the way, um, yeah. forward. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's so important. And what's really like, it's wild for me to kind of reflect on it and like, um, you know, kind of put myself in different places of perspectives, like again, in the, in the fitness world, in the like more broader wellness world, you know, whatever that is, it's funny, like early in my career, I got connected with girls gone strong in the very beginning. And, um, for anybody who's familiar, not familiar with them, whatever, like, it's just an incredible organization, very much, uh, aligned with everything that Andrea and I are talking about, you know, and I didn't realize that that was so rare in the broader, you know, fitness diet, wellness industry, like, and because I've been involved in that type of a community for a decade now, it's always so just mind blowing to me that, you know, 90% of the people out there. And like you said, the, the fitness professionals, personal trainers, you know, any type of like health focused, anything like most people are still out there just saying like, you need to be a size four and that's when you'll be like good and healthy. And it's, it's wild to me. So I definitely try to be that kind of a voice. And I'm always surprised when it's surprising to new people that I talk to, but like that kind of keeps me going too of like, okay, well, you know, maybe I just open somebody else's perspective to new options as well. Um, and that's so hugely huge, 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 huge important because yeah, I mean, social media and everything else, like there's just so much that's like, yeah, new year, new you, you know, that kind of a thing. And, um, yeah. it just, it's not the only way. Oh, I, and I, I'm in a group, um, with like this trainer and I, you know, do her program from time to time and the Facebook group that, that also drives me because reading yeah. the comments from people and what they share mm. in there and how many times, like I personally am a 30 minute workout person. I am not yeah. going to spend uh, two days. Like this person had posted and then, you know, she works out twice a day. Like she has two workouts a day. Now this is not an athlete. These are just like, you know, an average person okay. at home. And then everyone in the thread that commented, me too. Oh, I did this in the morning and this is when I'm going to do this evening. And there were hard workouts. And I'm like, wow, like we, why? Like uh, that comes back to that. Why? But like, why do we feel that we need Mm -hmm. to do this to ourselves? Why, Mm -hmm. you know, why do we need to have two workouts a day? And that's, um, I, I, since I've been training 
for like 14 years ago, when I started in anytime fitness, they switched to a 30 minute workout session. Yeah. And since then, um, that's all I've done with my business. You know, when I started it eight years ago as well, and, um, it's the 30 minute queen. That's what people used to call me. Cause I'm oh, like, I love it. We can get stuff done in 30 minutes. I'm like, we don't have yeah. to spend hours at the gym. And I think some of that too, is, you know, us taking the time to talk about that and to say, Hey, you know, why are you working out twice a day for, you know, hours on end? You don't need to. Well, and I think the really big thing about it though, is like, what do you want to do? It like, it can't just be because this is what so-and-so is doing, you know, like that, I think is so much of what our influence is in like exercise and food and, you know, all that kind of stuff is like, you see someone and then you're like, well, I'll just do what they do. And like you said, maybe they do, you know, like really big workouts and, you know, I've seen, and you probably had clients like this too, like that come to you. And I've just seen people struggle to try to meet that and they're overwhelmed and they're run down and they hate it. And it gets them to a point of hating any kind of movement and totally hating their bodies. And like, also like internally, like hating themselves for this whole BS thing of like not being good enough to be able to be, you know, like dedicated and consistent and all this stuff. When the reality of that is that you don't need to do any of that. Like, that's just people trying to sell you stuff. So like, I think that thing, the question is like, if you want to work out two times a day, like you need to want to be doing that. Like that has to be because you love it because, or because you're taking care of your body in a way that makes it operate in the way that you want it to operate or whatever it is, you know, like, cause I always say like, I, I love long workouts. Like if gyms were open, I would be in there for an hour and a half in the afternoon. Like it's my thing. Like, I love it. I do. I do like bodybuilding style workouts and I love it. I have so much fun doing it, but I mean, like with clients and stuff, when I was doing fitness, like I make a program that they want to do. It's one of the first questions that I often ask people is like, okay, when do you want to work out? How much time do you have? What's your threshold for when you're getting like, okay, I don't want to do anymore, you know? And they tell me, oh, it's 30 minutes or it's 45 minutes or, oh, I could give it an hour. And I build it based on that. But like, they have to know that first, you know? So again, like I know that about myself. I love long, like, you know, muscly workouts. Like that's my thing. I don't like like high intensity style, you know, like hit style workouts or whatever. I hate that stuff. I won't do it. Like if you make me do like a 20 minute, you know, whatever thing, I usually am like, I hate this. And I like go do like a long run at like a 12 minute pace. Like (laughs) I just, everybody has their own thing. And I think that's the most important thing is like, if you love 30 minute workouts, do 30 minute workouts. You don't need to do it twice a day. You don't need to do it for an hour. Like do whatever you actually enjoy that you're going to do, you know? I love that. And I, we totally have opposite workout styles and see I know. people listening can be like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Like they're both fitness professionals and yeah. they don't work out the same and yeah, yeah it's okay. I, I mean, like to your point, like all of it can work. It really yeah. just depends on like what feels good in your body, what you want to do, like what you're doing it for again, going back to the whys and stuff. Like, yes. I mean, I, it's just, too. It's, that's another really big component of what I work with people on in in like the body image coaching and stuff and figuring out fitness is like the enjoyment piece of it is actually the starting point. It's not building an arbitrary habit. It is not adhering to a certain program. It is starting from the point of enjoyment and then you can build out from there all the rest of it. And that like blows people's minds. Like what I can actually like exercise. And I'm like, yeah, you can. 
Yeah. yeah. I've been working on that with one of my clients. Um, and that's her goal this year was just like, I want this to be fun. Like I want, oh, I want to find what's fun. And yes. I've, you know, that's also what I try to preach. Cause I'm like, if you don't enjoy this, you're not going to do it. And that's like the, yep. during a consult, that's the first thing I say. I'm like, okay, what do you like to do? They're like, I don't care. I just want results. I'm like, okay, to be honest, typically you won't get any results that you, you want because you're going to hate what I give you because it's going to be intense and that's not what you want. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of where just that mindset of just like, Oh, I can, you know, again, I can enjoy exercise oh, um, yeah. because yeah, I think for so many years, for so many of us, like, it's just been something that like for my mom, my mom used to love to run. Like she's had meni- no meniscus left in either of her knees. So she can't anymore. Um, and she hasn't like found anything that she loves. Like she'll float from one thing to another. Yeah. Um, and she just likes, she just loved to run. And that, that was her thing. Oh. She tried to go out running on her knees, which I think she might be able to get back into it this um, next summer. But, um, cause she's been kind of doing some strength training, but it's just stuff like that where she, she, that's her thing. Like she likes snowshoeing. Yeah. She's been snowshoeing this winter. And I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, you found something that you love. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, it's stuff like that where you're like, it doesn't have to be um, you know, in our head, like the, Hey, I need to strength train for, you know, three to four times a week. It needs to be this long. Plus then I have to do some cardio after. And if that sounds awful to you, then well, what would like, would a bar class with yoga, you know, going for walks with friends, Exactly. you know, how can you spice it up and what, what would feel good to you? So I love that. I love that. We brought that up. I haven't talked about, um, fitness on here in a while. So I think that's (laughs) going to be helpful for people, you know, who are listening and like, yes. Okay. Yeah. Like permission. Sometimes we just need that permission, even though we don't need permission. Totally. Yeah. I totally get that. And I mean, here's the thing about it. Like any, you know, like the whole movement fitness body thing, like it is so intertwined with all of the parts of our lives. And again, like that's, that's kind of part of the reason why I stepped a bit away from like essentially like personal training or online programming or whatever, like it's essentially telling people what to do. And I wanted to step away from that a little bit into, um, helping them to ask themselves what they want to do and how they want to do it. You know what I mean? Like to kind of like, again, like facilitate that process of, of them finding and understanding how to trust themselves. Like, and what I, you know, what often comes up in that process is like, there's, especially for women and people who identify as women, this is relevant to any gender and all genders for sure. But especially for women, like it's all so tied to all the parts of our lives. Like, oh, you know, we're, you know, during parenting or, you know, moms or whatever, because like you said, like how many, you know, women walk into a group of other moms or something. And the immediate thing is people start talking about their bodies. And then that like sends you down a spiral of whatever else, or they're talking about their routines and that makes you feel guilty about yours or blah, 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 blah at work. Like that's huge. We know that there is a ton of weight bias and stuff like that at work. So how do we change that conversation? Guess what? It starts in ourselves and our habits that's related to how, again, we're looking at movement, how we're choosing what we enjoy, how we're talking about that with other people. Like, so these explicit things that are, you know, like you said, fitness or exercise related or whatever, like that also kind of spills out into this big web of, you know, again, like kind of how we show up and how we're able to lead, how we're able to engage and ultimately like create change in our culture and in the world. So, um, I love that kind of intersection and that marriage of all of these things and how they fit together. And, you know, like I said, how we can create change. It's, it's pretty cool. Mm. 
Yes. Okay. So I feel like that's a great stopping point for that. I do want to segue into one kind of last topic because this has been something that I've been thinking about um, as well. So I know recently you've gotten off Instagram and social media and you have a business because I think this is also important for people Mm -hmm. to to know you're running your own business. Um, So I would love to know how, how has your life maybe changed or shifted or what has kind of been anything that bright spots, maybe not so bright spots as well from getting off of social media? Well, I can say first and completely like if anybody out there like knows me, doesn't know me, whatever. Now, you know me, like I do not pull any punches, sugarcoat a thing or whatever. There are no downsides. There are zero (laughs) downsides. There are no negatives. There have been nothing that I have, you know, felt like I missed out on none of it personal or professional. Um, so like, and I, I love talking about this. I just had a meeting with my, actually my like digital minimalism, like accountability group this morning and, you know, said the same thing. I was like, guys, I still like, I love this life. I am about this. No social media life. (laughs) Um, so, you know, it, it was definitely a process. Like, so I'm a person who has been on Facebook again, since it was like basically in beta, like when you could first get like a dot edu address, I was like early college, like my freshman year of college, I think it's like, I've been on Facebook for my, yeah. Like I've been on Facebook for my entire life. It's, it becomes a part of how you live your life, you know? And, um, you know, got further into Instagram and stuff like, you know, as it became more popular over the last several years. Um, but like, what's interesting is probably for about the last two to three years, I've started to have like more questions and like frustrations around both of those things than ever before. You know, it was like basically like no longer fun and, just one more like version of the world telling me what I need to do and how I need to do it and who I need to be and how I need to be and all of that. And like, that is really not cool with me. That is, that is like the opposite of my entire life philosophy. So I found myself in this place of like, well, but I'm supposed to do this, you know, for business or, you know, I need people to like, know, like, and trust me or whatever. And just, you know, I went back and forth. I took breaks and then I came back and then I tried to like, you know, again, like take a step back and then create boundaries. And then I would totally lose myself all over again and get frustrated and comparison trap and like all of the stuff. And finally, like this fall, I kind of just decided to like set a date and delete everything. And I did that the day after the election. So like first week in November and it, it, honestly, it's been awesome. It, it honestly was like, a, it, it was such an easy, it, not even a transition, just like a step away. And I haven't even thought about it. That's what I was like telling my, my group this morning was like, I, I don't even think about it. I don't think like, Oh, wouldn't it be great if I could like share this on stories or, you know, whatever. I, there's so much more presence in my life. I can hardly like I'm like bursting with energy right now to tell you just how much more present I am in my own life, like living my life instead of living my life in order to post it in a certain way on social media. And that like, it is, it is just, it's amazing. It's like, it's like a whole different thing. And I don't, like I said, I don't miss out on really anything from a business standpoint. Um, I, I knew I wasn't getting clients from social media, but again, like you get this pressure, especially as an online business owner that like you need to be there. 
And I am here to tell you that's BS, especially if you know your business and you know, you're not getting clients from social media. If you know, you're getting clients from word of mouth or referrals or email or LinkedIn or networking or whatever, then you can, again, we're talking about permission, right? Like give yourself permission to step away because like, if it is not converting for you, what's the point? Like the, the chances are that you're stressing yourself over stuff that like could free up two more hours in your day. That too was like a practical thing for me that was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize just how much time I was spending creating posts and then engaging with posts and then also freaking out and like checking likes and you know, whatever else. Now I've got two free hours in the day to do something that does really build my business, plant seeds, make connections, you know, record podcasts, whatever it is. It's a, I mean, it's a huge game changer. And, you know, I, I'm connecting with people in person, a lot more in person, meaning virtually or on the phone or whatever, but, um, I'm connecting with people in a real way, um, way more. I still have access to myself online, essentially through my website, through my email list, all of that stuff. So it's not like I've disappeared, you know, it just takes an extra click to get there. And, um, there's something again, so like present and like high quality about that. I love it. I could go on for days about this because it is such a life improvement. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And I, I like the, the meaningful connections, you know, in real life yeah. slash virtually, you know, right now, um, you know, with zoom. So I would love to know if someone's kind of thinking about they're like, okay, so she's running her business. She's doing this. Cause we actually had a little coffee chat via zoom, you know, before yeah. we recorded this. So I would love for people who are kind of listening, like, Oh, so how does she do it? You know, how do you reach out and how do you make these connections? This is my jam. I'm so all about this. I've been doing this for years. Um, so like, I'd say the first thing is, um, like try as best as you can to get in the mindset that like, actually people want to hear from you. Like the chances that they're going to say yes to a meeting or a connection or whatever are like 95%. Most people will make the time if you make the effort and you reach out. Cause I think we have this idea that like we're bothering people. So we don't ask to meet with them or to, you know, like share in a little bit of their time or whatever. And most people are so generous and they're craving this kind of connection too. So like if you are, they probably are and go for it. Um, so I would say that how I do this and a good way to kind of get into it is like sort of a, it's sort of like a cool chain reaction thing. And for me, it's kind of a combination of, um, going ahead and putting myself into like some like group, more conventional, traditional networking types of maybe, um, events, online events, um, even some like workshops or paid groups or whatever, like that have that intention of kind of making connections. Um, but oftentimes like I am pretty like, usually I talk to a person from that first, uh, you know, like if there's like a group representative or somebody I know, and like, I ask him about it, maybe show up as a guest to something, um, before I, you know, go ahead and commit to something, uh, for like a year or whatever, because some of that stuff can be really great. Um, and I have done that, but a lot of times to what that does essentially is lead to these one-on-one connections, right? Like, so if I show up to, you know, some type of a, you know, I don't know, just like a knowledge event and there's some type of a breakout room or, you know, whatever, like usually I'm able to make like at least one connection out of that to where somebody, you know, sends me like a private chat or whatever, or, or I do. And I'm like, Hey, I'd love to connect further. Or, you know, I just send up a, fo- send a follow-up email or whatever. Um, 
I have those meetings and then often like share this process of like, Hey, like, I just love meeting awesome women doing awesome things. Is there anybody that, you know, that you think I might have a good conversation with, or might enjoy like having coffee together? Would you mind making an email intro? And I usually get at least another one person out of that. Like, so whether it's just reaching out to your immediate circle and reconnecting with them and then kind of asking for that further intro, like, Hey, like, I'd really like to make some more personal connections. Like, is there anybody that you think might be a good conversation for me or just somebody you like that I maybe haven't met or whatever? Would you do an intro that can like basically go in these like concentric circles, like never ending concentric circles. It's so fun. I mean, I have like an ongoing string of meetings just by kind of putting that out there with people. And, um, you know, so it's, it's kind of like start with some personal connections, reconnect with people, make the ask, and then also like kind of dabble in a few, you know, group things or like networking things. It's an hour of your day. You know, you show up, if you make one connection, that's worth it. I love that. And that's, I mean, if we're thinking about it, cause a lot of us, you know, not, if you're not on social media, I am I actually just posted one today. And I was like, cause I made this post tile and I was like, well, shoot, I made it. Let me post it. And then I'm like, I don't, I, I don't feel called back on here. <laughs> so I'm going to delete it. Off. I mean, I'm going to keep the post, but I'm going to delete the app again and yeah. continue on with a, you know, an extended break. But I'm like, um, you know, I do miss seeing some of my friends that I would see on there, but I'm like, you know, in reality, like, I'm not actually getting to chat with her. I'm just watching her stories, you know? So you you think you're connected to them and, um, you know, and they're people I know and, you know, have met over the years, but like, we haven't had it like a sit down chat. Like we had over coffee, you know, like Mm -hmm. how many times have you had that, you know, with people who you're like, yeah, I see them on the gram, but you haven't actually sat and chatted with them and really, you know, how are you truly doing that? Just what are you sharing? So, um, I mean, I think that's, that's a really valuable thing to, that I took away from, you know, just even having our coffee date. I was like, Oh gosh, I really want to reach out to my, you know, another friend named Lindsay, uh, you know, on the gram yeah. and talk to you. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to chat with her. I haven't seen her in a while. So, you know, that. I think some of that can like stem if we just kind of, you know, sit with, okay, what is our, you know, even again, our why on social media, mm-hmm. you know, why are we here? What are we, what are we getting out of it? Or what are we not getting from it? Yeah. You know? Um, so it's I think it's been a really, are- Yeah. It's been a really interesting journey and conversation that I've had a lot of people with a lot of people along those lines, right? Like, you know, I share the, my story and you know, how I'm not on social media anymore and whatever, and business and personal. And it's wild. Like how many people are like, Oh my God, you're so brave. And I'm like, no, I'm not brave. Go back, (laughs) listen to what you just said and reflect on that for a minute. Like, no, that's not, that's not, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or even being like, like, oh, it must be so nice. I'll be like, well, you can do it too. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, exactly. That's another one that like, I got all the time, like just sign off. Like people are very like, and, and I get this, like, I'm not like saying, you know, other people and like, I'm above this, not that at all. Like we have a fear, like a shared fear, I think of not being seen anymore. Yeah. And, um, you know, we want to be seen and we want to be known and I get that but there's something about the actual like meaningful, valuable quality connection of like talking to another human. And I will even put like texting into that because texting is still a bit more private or sending emails once a month is a bit more like a snail mail. You know what I mean? Like email is not dead. My friends, like I love it. It's like pen paling. And like, that is, that's even more intimate and, you know, just different than stories, you know, like, and 
what's been kind of funny is like, I, I put it out there that I was going to get off social media and, um, you know, just invited people to like, ask for my number, connect with me privately, you know, whatever, sign up for my email list, all this stuff. And I got kind of a bump in that, but then what was interesting too, was like, a lot of people were sort of passively paying attention to Mm -hmm. my world. Um, and then it became clearer, like who was, actively engaging in it and, or like wanting to more actively engage. Like, so I actually heard from people directly that I never expected to. And also like, I mean, you know who your friends are like, or, I mean, or you'll find out, but like, you know, even just like you said, we're recording right after the beginning of the new year and like over Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff. Like I texted like 25 different people and had like, then like lovely ongoing conversations, you know, of gratitude for their friendship. And yeah, like, that's a lot of people. And those 25 people are like, they'd like light up my world so much. And you know, the 1200 people I knew on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, like, I can't like kind of looking back, you're like, well, I could kind of take or leave that because they could take or leave me. So like, you know, this goes both ways. So yeah. And it's an energy thing too. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of energy. As you were saying, you felt more energized now, you know, just having, you know, not being on there and just kind of, um, coming back to yourself. Cause whether you need, I mean, we just talked about this actually in our, um, yoga teacher training and we did a meditation coming back to ourselves. Cause even, you know, having a lot of computer time, zoom time, Mm -hmm. it does, it, you get energy sucked out of you, um, Mm -hmm. whether you realize it or not. And then coming back to yourself, you know, taking time to close your eyes, meditate, tap into the five senses, you know, just coming back inwards, um, just to make sure, Hey, am I connected? And I think what can happen is we go from the zoom on our computers to our phones where it's, it's the same type of thing with, you know, Instagram or Facebook. Um, we lose our energy cause we're, again, yeah. we're, we're putting it out there. We get our energy sucked out from other people. Um, you know, not necessarily intentionally. It's just, that's just the nature of, you know, technology. So I think that that's something also, you know, for people to even, you know, give it a shot for a couple of days and just kind of notice, Oh yeah, I do have better energy or, mm-hmm. um, you know, didn't realize how much time I was spending on, um, social media apps. Um, I know for myself, that was one, I was just, just deleting them off and then, you know, having to re-download them every time and, and yeah. passwords. I mean, it's, it's a pain. So yep. you're like, is it worth that, you know, five minutes? Eh, not usually. And then I just put my phone somewhere and you move on with your day. <laughs> oh, it, it, move on with your day. Exactly. It's <laughs> Yeah. And talking about like the time you spend and stuff too, what's been really interesting is like, you know, I mean, most phones now have like a way to track your screen time or whatever. My screen time, like, and this is including, cause I have like a wake up thing and it, it keeps my screen on for like 30 minutes usually. Um, cause I'm typically like working out during this long. Anyway, whatever. (laughs) Nobody needs to know that. Sorry for the aside, everyone, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. So like typically my average screen time now is about hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes a day. And then that's minus that 30 minutes. So I'm like, plus or minus an hour of screen time every day that used to be like, I don't know, four to six hours, like a freaking lot. Like we know how bad screen time is for us. So like you said, like, not only are you sitting on the computer a lot, but also you're like scrolling your phone at the same time. Like that's a lot of screen and to be able to decrease that by like down to like a third of what it was like that's pretty impressive. I'm like real proud of myself for that. Like that's, that's pretty cool. And I can feel the difference with that. You just don't feel so attached to your phone anymore. And, you know, I mean, we don't owe that to anybody, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Courtney, I could talk to you forever, but (laughs) um, 
I would love to, where can people find you? You know, where can they connect with you? Yeah. Uh, well, again, I'm super open to it and I'm not all that hard to find. Um, CourtneyThomas.com is the the easiest way and it's Courtney with a K. Um, and you know, you can contact me there. My email is directly on there. I always say like, I don't even have an assistant answering my emails. It's actually me. Um, I'm also really reachable, like by zoom calls, um, which you can schedule directly with me on my website. Um, my email list is an awesome way to, um, connect with me. And again, I keep that real personal too, and send out an email once a week. So that's also on my website. Um, I am still active on LinkedIn and that's kind of partially tied to what we were talking about with being able to make more like personal relationships with people. Um, so I do still connect on LinkedIn. Absolutely. So you can find me there and, um, connect with me there. I'm still active in the LinkedIn world, um, which I did not ever find nearly as like gross and dreaming as the rest of the social media stuff, but those are pretty much the two best places, my website and, uh, LinkedIn. Perfect. Well, I have one final question. And when I have guests on, I have you guys throw out a little weekly challenge to the listeners. So what would you like that weekly challenge to be this week? You know what? I think that I might just really follow up on this last bit and say, take a, take a week off of whatever your most, um, like challenging, or like vulnerable, scary, it would be scary to walk away social media channel is like, just turn it off for a week, take the app off your phone, make it hard to log in on your computer or whatever, like take a week off one week, give it a week. And then like, like revisit, analyze, maybe journal a little bit at the end of the week. And you know, you, you decide after that. I love that. I love that. Oh, well, thank you so much, Courtney, for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. It was so great. Thank you again for having me on. And I am with you. I feel like, yes, we could have talked for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so much good stuff. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Oh, love it.